This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Huzo. Huzo is an acronym for human sound. Huzo delivers uniquely enhanced human toning sounds through headphones as well as through pads placed on your major acupuncture meridians on your body, which are your wrist and your ankles, thereby introducing a specific modulated frequency that are balancing and harmonizing throughout your body. One session takes about 30 minutes, and during that time, a strange series of tones create a natural resonance in your body that Huzo claims counteracts the harmful EMFs, toxins, and stresses you are exposed to during the day or just normal living, all while balancing the body, leaving you with a clear head, improved health, better sleep, and the feeling of calmness and well-being. You can try one at www.thisishuzo.com slash rebel. Use the code rebel25 to save $25. The folks at Huzo even have a great payment solution for you with terms up to 12 months. Check it out. I highly recommend this machine. It has changed my life and calmed me out. Thank you and enjoy this episode. I'd say the majority of the populations never actually experienced what CBD, a proper dose of CBD, and the other cannabinoids actually feels like. But when you get an effective dose, it's pretty game-changing. You feel great. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Welcome to this episode of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. This week, I am excited to have Will Clyden as a guest. Will is an award-winning pioneer and futurist in the cannabis industry. He is known for cracking the CBD code by creating the most effective and clean CBD-rich hemp products on the planet. Will Clyden is the founder and CEO of Ohio. Energetics, an ethics-driven health and wellness company based in California. Ohio Energetics seeks to bring ancient healing products to life by way of modern innovation. Ohio leads the world in producing vital natural organic supplements with water-soluble CBD to promote everyday health and healing. He has been featured in Cheddar, Forbes, Money, Entrepreneur, and LA Times, and is a regular keynote of the Cannabis Forum and BevNet. He is a subject matter expert when it comes to the art, science, and technology of cannabis, the history of hemp, and what it means to our future. And I am really looking forward to going for a deep dive with Will on CBD and cannabidiol. I'm sure many of you have heard of it, and it's a powerful medicine for a lot of different conditions and situations. I use it extensively in my practice with patients, and it has a lot of applications. At the same time, there's a lot of misunderstanding and confusion about it. 
It's really exploded as an industry. And whenever that happens, you get a lot of unsavory entrance into the market and a lot of bullshit claims and a lot of hype. I personally use CBD myself for anxiety, for sleep, uh, muscle pain, stress. I even use it as a bath bomb in, uh, with Epsom salt to relax my muscles before I go to sleep at night. So I'm glad Will's joining me, and I hope you enjoy this conversation, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, and have a fantastic day or evening or afternoon whenever you are listening to this episode. And I appreciate you all very, very much for listening to this. Thank you and much love. Will. Hey. What's going on, buddy? I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, man. I'm stoked to have you. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. How's it going today, man? Uh, It's a great day. It's a good morning. It's a morning for you, right? It is. It is morning for you. Good. So you're just getting started on your day out there and. Sunny California. Yeah, I had some. Uh, oh, it's a cool little microclimate. We get like random days where you're literally in the clouds and in the middle of summer. And so it, it throws curveballs, which I like. It changes things up. So I had a cloudy, kind of misty morning that's now warm and it's not bad. Now, are you close? How, where, how close are you to Lake Tahoe? Uh, so. About an eight-hour, nine-hour drive. Oh, okay, okay. I love Tahoe. I'd yeah. be in Tahoe if I wasn't in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> somebody sent me, because a, a, I paddleboard, somebody sent me a, a, a message the other day about this paddleboarding trip in, in Lake Tahoe. And I'm like, oh, that looks wonderful. Tahoe is spectacular. Yeah. Been a while. I lived in San Diego for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, from 80 to 90. Nice. And then uh, I got the heck out of there because I got caught up in some bad things and needed to move back to Michigan. So nice. Now I moved to Atlanta. Now I've been here 21 years and I love it. So you're in Atlanta? Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, sir. That's where my wife's from, my better half. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful city. It's a great city. And there's so many trees. Oh, yeah. A lot of pine trees. It's beautiful. Yeah. When was the last time you visited? Uh, December. How oh, nice! Christmas time. Yeah. Huh? You won't, be, and you probably won't be doing that this Christmas, unless we. Yeah, we actually, I, we were there uh, in uh, end of January, like right when it, it things were heating up. We had, we had to go to a funeral, unfortunately. But oh, I'm sorry. That was bizarre. Just to see to watch everything unfold and and tra- uh, before the travels really kicked in, it was. Uh, yeah, it's a strange time. Sure. I bet. Yeah, it is definitely a strange time, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna ignore that subject because I don't even want to go there today. I want to dive into CBD and Ohio Ener- energetics. Perfect. And uh, but before we do that today, how in the world did you get into this hemp and CBD industry? That's a great question. Uh, Back at the end of 2013, I was looking for, I had met one of the pioneers of the CBD movement that started really in Cali uh, back in 2010, um, a, a, a breeder, and started researching what CBD was and, and how it was non-psychoactive. It had all these 
these benefits. And so in 2013, I was looking it up, thinking I had to get it at a dispensary in California. And it popped up on a, on a, uh, Amazon page. And I went to Amazon and it said CBD. And I said, this is crazy. I don't know how this is legal and, uh, ordered it and Amazon filled it, showed up in my mailbox. Uh, and I went, wow, something there's, if, if their legal team cleared it, then there's gotta be, gotta be legal. So I, I dug in, did some due diligence, found out it's pre 2014 farm bill. And it had to be from non-domestic, uh, hemp because you couldn't grow hemp in the U.S. at that point. And uh, I looked at the bottle. It was filled with synthetics. I could not get a certificate of analysis on it. Uh, it turns out that that particular product would have been from uh, Chinese industrial hemp. And so hemp is an incredible uh, dynamic accumulator for soil, but it also is a great bioremediator, meaning that it will clean uh, toxic soil, and so including heavy metals. Now, it's great to clean toxic soil. You don't want to eat that hemp, though. <laughs> And uh, that particular product would have been uh, legally toxic sludge under EPA standards. Wow. And so I thought someone's got to be making a, you know, like an efficacious, clean and transparent product that I would feel good taking and feel good giving to people. And I couldn't find it. And so that was the impetus. Um, I also was wanting to create, uh, I'm a systems designer by nature uh, and wanted to create a a vehicle that could be a catalyst of beneficial change. Uh, and, and there's really no better plant than the, than the cannabis plant to do that. Uh, it turns out there's over 50,000 incredible usages. But so yeah, that, that was the impetus uh, set out to, to, to raise the bar uh, and, and have... And so we actually were the first company to do third-party batch testing for not only... Per batch uh, uh, for, for not just cannabinoids and terpenes, but heavy metals, uh, pesticides, herbicides, volatile organic compounds, and microbes, so that the consumer can see exactly what they've got every single time. Uh, and so we set that bar in the industry. Still, people are are getting better, but there's a plethora of bad actors. But it, the, the market's cleaning that up, and it's much better than it used to be. That's for sure. That's awesome. So you got into this industry, and. You got in there when it was relatively new. Yeah, we're one of the first companies in the space. And most of the companies that started back then, there's a handful of us who, who really set the bar. And uh, and we, we we definitely set the bar highest for, for transparency and that's awesome. Yeah. It's been a it's a wild ride. I'm sure. And it's 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 growing vastly. Yes. Uh and growing to a point where it's actually scary because, as we'll get into here in a little bit, there's actually a lot of garbage on the market that is to- a total, it's almost like some of the supplements you buy at Kroger or, or at your local Walmart. You're just going to, it's just not a waste of money. And uh, unfortunately, for the consumers, that is, but we'll get into how, how consumers can work around that and find a better solution. But before we get in, before we start, I want to go to the absolute basics. And I know everybody's heard of cannabidiol and CBD for the most part. I'm sure there's a few people that haven't heard about uh, CBD or cannabidiol at this point. But what is what is CBD or cannabidiol? Yeah, great question. Um, so it is a uh, compound that is 
what's known as a phyto, meaning plant-based cannabinoid, named after cannabis, that's uh, found in the cannabis plant. Um, that is one out of 113 other cannabinoid compounds that we know. There's actually more now. Uh, we're probably going to discover more. And then there's over 418 compounds plus in the uh, cannabis plant itself. And so it, it is a molecule that when combined with the other cannabinoids and other compounds in the cannabis plant, such as enzymes, terpenes, polyphenols, it's, uh, that, that entire uh, symphony of parts is essentially a vital micronutrient complex for our body's unique system that runs off these compounds that's called the endocannabinoid system. So you can, I, I liken CBD to like the trumpet section. It's, it's loud. It, it does most of the lifting in many regards. Uh, it's front and center, but you need the entire symphony orchestra, which are the other cannabinoids and, 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 and terpenes and bioflavonoids that to work together to, to really deliver the efficacious uh, nourishment of our body's endocannabinoid systems. Okay. While we're on that subject, endocannabinoid system. Yes. This Terrible. is an interesting system because it's been in our body since the beginning of time, but nobody really discovered it till the early 90s, I believe, 91, I think. Yep. So can you walk us through the endocannabinoid system a bit for the, the new listeners or listeners that don't know what the endocannabinoid system is? Yeah. And how it yeah. came about. I mean, in 91, I think was when it, 90 or 91, I can't remember. 91. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so uh, every single vertebrae has an endocannabinoid system. And then there's a few outliers, which are str just strange. But I, so snails have an endocannabinoid system. Uh, uh, but, but basically, the system is arguably the most important system of our body, and we didn't discover it until the early 90s. And the reason it's, I say that is that it has receptors in literally every other system of the body. And its job is to be the conductor of the entire symphony of the body by maintaining homeostasis, which okay. means it makes sure that every system is firing at the right level at the right time and co coordinated with each other. So you can think of it as, as the conductor of the body symphony or like the computer in modern cars that makes sure the timing belts and everything's the pistons are all firing in harmony. And, and, and at the right timing and right levels. And so uh, you've got receptors in your skeletal system, digestive system, reproductive system, nervous system, cardiovascular system, respiratory, immune system, dermal system. Literally every system has these endocannabinoid receptors and their function is to, is to one of the ways that it maintains homeostasis is to buffer oxidative stress. And so it, it's like our force field and our conductor. Um, and humans have been nourishing this system for thousands of years, predominantly through indirect consumption, some direct consumption, but predominantly indirect consumption through eating animals fed hemp and the greens, the flowers as fodder. And so we go all the way back 
that when we have recorded, when, when humans went from hunter-gatherer to agricultural, uh, we, we, we didn't have a written record in, in hunter-gatherer, but the technology, the leading hypothesis of what, what, what enabled humans in, to, to, to transition from hunter-gatherer to agricultural would have been a net. And that's because they would have most likely fished. And so finding a stream of a steady food source uh, likely led to that early agricultural uh, transition. And we, we, there's evidence of, 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 of uh, 13,000 BC uh, of, of microfibers on these clay pots. Of, uh, and then we can't determine that it was cannabis. However, right in that same region, at the beginning of recorded agriculture, cannabis was recorded as one of the staple vegetables and crops that they grew. And so it was there. Uh, and so then it was recognized as one of the chief herbs in, 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 in TCM. Uh, and then from there, and then also in, in Indo-Asia, so in India too, in the Veda, Veda text, it's, it's one of the supreme uh, herbs. And then you see the Scythians, and they, they actually brought in the steppe people, brought it through the Silk Road, and then the Scythians brought it to the Greeks, who then brought it to the Romans. The, Ro- the Romans brought cannabis anywhere that they colonized. So they brought it to Africa. They brought it to Spain, to Europe. It had already made its way through the Caucasus Mountains, and you had the Nordic peoples cultivating it, using it. And then it, it, it ended up uh, uh, as in, in, in the U.S. It was, it was, there's evidence that it was already here from, from prior contact. But then in, in, in Virginia, in the colony, they were actually required to grow hemp. They would be fined if they didn't, because it was the most important prop uh, for empire, essentially. Uh, and and uh, it's been we've been living in the anomalous period of, of since 1936 when prohibition kicked in, whereas all of our ancestors were were interacting, utilizing. In fact, the oldest cookbook that's printed is a Roman cookbook, and in it contains a recipe for taking cannabis hemp flowers, decarboxylating them, meaning heating it up and, and, and changing. The plant produces uh, CBDA, not CBD. And when you heat it, it becomes CBD. Uh, and so they would, they, the recipe calls for heating it and decarboxylating it, making it into CBD, into uh, spicknard oil. They called it nard oil. And then turning that into a drink. And so we had direct consumption. The Scythians would, would have these, these, these incense burners and, and, and light it in tents. They'd breathe it. In fact, in uh, Israel, in one of the recorded temples of the, of the, of the First Testament, they, uh, there is these two incense burners at the front of the temple. And when they first discovered it, the equipment wasn't good enough to analyze the, the constituents that were, that were the resin that was left. Someone just tested it, I think, a couple months ago and found that it contained CBD and THC in one side and frankincense in the other. So they were utilizing the terpenes from frankincense, which can get into the, how important terpenes are with, with cannabinoids. But uh, as, as an entry point, and so they were combusting it and utilizing it that way. The uh, etymology of cannabis of cannabis comes from cannabis, and so it was also known as cannabasm, which is in the anointing oil of the Bible. So we had direct consumption, we had combusted consumption, and then we also would have fed it to the animals and eat the animals. So there was this flash forward. There's a study that I, I know one of the people who. who were, worked on the design and, and it, it's been held back due to the disruption it's going to do. Um, but, but hemp-fed chickens have up to 1% CBDA content per egg. 
So now you, now you heat the egg, you get about 240 milligrams of CBD per egg. And no one's going to pay 40 bucks an egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but essentially, our, our, our ancestors have, have been eating these high amounts of these compounds as, as nutrient complexes, just like our bodies produce vitamin B12 in the gut. Uh, it's not sufficient for B12 intake. Our bodies produce cannabinoids. However, it's not sufficient to have an optimized endocannabinoid system. And so we've been artificially idling this system through prohibition that once we turn it back on, because it runs every other system, it now is able to really work uh, the way we're designed to work and, 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 it, and, and a proper dose. And unfortunately, as you mentioned, there's a plethora of bad products and just ineffective because they're just not bioavailable. Uh, I'd say the majority of the populations never actually experienced what CBD, a proper dose of CBD, and the other cannabinoids actually feels like. But when you get an effective dose, it's pretty game-changing. You feel great. Hmm. That's and, interesting. Uh, and the eggs, CBD yeah. and eggs, that's crazy. And so, and, and the cows, and, and, and you wow. the Swiss, they, would, they had a history of feeding it to the cows, and then the Swiss... You know, the government come in and try and stop it. And the, and the farmer said, what are you talking about? Like, this, this, this it gives us much healthier cows. So they fought it. And in, in Bhutan, uh, they, they, they've had uninterrupted feeding it to the pigs. Uh, and so then it, it, I had a, a Lyft driver from Tibet. And in the mountains of Tibet, cannabis grows wild. And I asked him, I said, hey, I said, y'all like to, to drink yak melt and milk in, in, in the butter and, and eat the yaks, right? He goes, yeah, we love it. I said, uh, cannabis grows there, right? He's like, yeah, it's a weed. It's everywhere. In the mountains, not the plants. Uh, so what are the yaks like to eat? And he goes, oh, they love it. They love to eat it. And I said, yeah, it's fascinating. So, they had another, <laughs> so there's this, this precedent, right? And, and yeah, so we basically, the cannabinoids themselves were discovered and isolated way before the endocannabinoid system was discovered. Uh, and so Dr. Raphael Buglam was was looking at uh, is one of the godfathers of the can cannabinoid science space, um, identified the endocannabinoid system. He's like, there's got to be a system that this is interacting with. And he discovered it in 1991. And we're really just scratching the surface of, 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 of how important the system is and what, what it can do. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it's, yeah, it's interesting because and eating one of those yaks is probably like eating a gummy bear. <laughs> well, I'll probably higher dose. Yeah, higher yeah. dose of a gummy bear. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Let's talk about in in, in the C in this endocannabinoid system. We have CBD. There's also CBC and CBG. Yep. And CBDV. And CBDV, and then we have THC. Yep. So there's actually over there's over 113 of them. Wow. And we really barely understand two. Really? Right. <laughs> so I know that everyone, the question I get a lot is, is there THC in this? Am I going to get busted for a test test? Or am I going to, is, yeah, I mean. Yeah, great question. Yeah, so, so what, basically the, 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 the 2014 and 2018 Farm Bill redefined hemp. And so, it, 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 and, and hemp is not a botanical definition. It's actually a legal distinction. So it's all the cannabis plant and, and cannabis has different varieties. Some looks like bamboo. Other ones look short. Some are tall. 
And it's like beefsteak tomatoes and cherry tomatoes. There's all sorts of different expression of tomatoes, but they're still tomatoes. And that's cannabis. And so uh, hemp is legally defined as any cannabis plant whose THC is below 0.3 on a dry weight basis. Meaning as long as the THC is below 0.3 and they've changed it to mean potential, which includes the non-decarb type, which uh, which is THC acid, uh, you total that. As long as it's below 0.3, it's completely uncontrolled. It's not illegal. And so uh, that's why you've got this whole emergence of this industry. Anyone who, you know, states are creating, thankfully, we've been leading the way there, uh, requirements to have certificates of analysis. And so you you can easily cross-check and see the THC content of your product. Wow. So as long as it's below 0.3, and, and what's, what's great is, is that it's, you need a little bit, uh, ideally, for what's called the entourage effect, which is like what, what, what the Dr. Mukulayam discovered the endocannabinoid system. He tested CBD by itself as an isolated molecule versus CBD amongst the other compounds and cannabinoids and found that the, 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 the full spectrum or broad spectrum uh, complex was, was much more effective overall. And so you want a little bit, and, 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 and the psychoactive concentration of THC where people get high is above one, it's 1% and above. And so you're not going to get high from, from these, these products. Now, if you take a huge amount, you're going to be stimulating uh, a comp, your endogenous compound called anandamide, and, and you'll feel uh, similar to like the, the post, like a runner's high. So we used to think it was endorphins that was the runner's high. That's a part of it. But, but we're finding that predominantly it, it, it's anandamide stimulation in the body. Hmm. And so, yeah, you don't need to worry about uh, uh, legality of, 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 of a legally hemp CBD complex. Now, there are a handful of states that have state law. This is at a federal level. Uh, and there's basically Idaho, South Dakota, Tennessee, I believe the other ones have changed. So, so all, almost all of the states have eliminated this. this uh, in, uh, Georgia, you want to have THC free, and then other than that, uh, but that's changed. Actually, it's it's being lobbied. So there's, there was a checkerboard effect, and then all of the states are catching up to, to meet the federal definition. And the 2018 Farm Bill stated, if it's below 0.3, you cannot block these products from moving through your state. From but they, can you sell them in those states? Or no? Idaho, no. South Idaho, Dakota, no. no. Uh, Georgia, yes. Uh, Tennessee, I believe, is changing. But they're hemp all can, moving towards yes. And there's, I, there's, I've seen some hemp fields in, in Tennessee. So it's got there because they grow. Tennessee, then. Um, uh, it's, maybe. I don't, I don't, maybe. I mean, they might be able to grow hemp. I don't know. I'm going to have to, I, I, that's here nor there, really, because it's going to be legal everywhere eventually. Correct. I mean, because there's no reason not to be. No, absolutely not. In fact, it's 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 the oldest vegetable cultivated, and, and people are realizing that there's no harm. It's not psychoactive, and it's only beneficial. Well, like you said earlier, there's so many uses for hemp. I mean, yeah. I didn't know. I I didn't know until you said that about uh, uh, detoxifying the soil. It, in in fact, it's it's so 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 it detoxes the soil. It also it breaks up compacted soil. And it's known as a dynamic accumulator, accumulator so it mines uh, micronutrients and brings it to the top of the surface. So it's, it's, 
one of the most spectacular rotational crops. That's why I was just going to say that'd be great for people who are like, because one of the big things with food industry today is that our food is grown so fast that the fields don't get enough time to restock. So this would be a great plant to plant in between crops so that you can get the soil back to where the nutrients are. Exactly. And it, it and from a polyculture system, it's, it's in regenerative farming, it builds, it's, sequ- it's one of the best ways to sequester CO2. And when people are concerned about CO2, the, the, the number one solution is to build topsoil. It's a, it, it, it is the answer. It, and, and, uh, there's no better plant to have in your arsenal than, than hemp for, for, for a multitude. In fact, there's letters between George Washington and Jefferson where they're writing saying how terrible tobacco is uh, for the soil, how it fallows it in a season, whereas hemp, you can grow it season after season after season. And Jefferson uh, wrote that the most patriotic thing one can do is to sow hemp for national security. Hmm. Interesting. Fascinating. I mean, it, yeah. it went from, so the, the first draft of the Constitution was written on hemp. Betsy Ross made the first flag out of hemp. And, and, and it was ubiquitous uh, and not controversial. And, 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 and it was only in the 30s with, with one of the greatest propaganda campaigns of all time uh, that they managed to take this, this national staple uh, and, and demonize it. But thankfully, uh, we're at the other end of it. And it's going to just, it's going to bring just spectacular amount of, of economic job stimulation and then overall systemic health. And it's going to enable us to, to, to really move into a symbiotic, uh, meaning that mutually beneficial, not just extractive, but regenerative uh, ecosystem of life, uh, which we're, we're, we're working on and the other benefits of the plant, like making, for example, uh, supercapacitor batteries and energy storage. Nice. Products. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're making, uh, there's all clothes. Uh, Cars. Car? What's that? Yeah, he made a model. So the diesel engine was designed to run on hemp seed oil. Oh, wow. And uh, the, uh, Henry Ford made a, a Model T out of hemp that uh, the hemp plastics can replace petroleum plastics. And in fact, it's six times stronger than steel. Hemp wow. is the strongest natural fiber in the world. Uh, it's almost as strong as, as, as spider silk. And so that's where, from a, from a canvas perspective, the etymology of canvas comes from cannabis, but, it, but, it, but it, it, it's antimicrobial, antifungal, and exceptionally strong. So that's basically the cannabis plant enabled mass nautical exploration. And to this day, the Navy and, 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 and Army still uses cannabis fibers. And, and we, unfortunately, we're having to import it due to prohibition, but that's changing in, in one of our projects. And, and, and is, uh, we're partnered with, with this company that, that's called Revive Hemp Industries, and we're going to bring back uh, full-scale growing of, of the fiber side. Uh, and, and really, it, it, it's, it's profound in how, how beneficial it is uh, with, with a crop that, that you can grow in 40-day cycles. And that's actually why it was made illegal to begin with, was you had William Randolph Hearst, and um, they basically, he owned all of the, the lumber and, 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 and back for, because it's so strong, the downside was the processing. And so you didn't have efficient pulping 
uh, from hemp fibers. Uh, and so lumber was, was substantially, from, from a scale perspective and process perspective, much better at making paper. Uh, and then the U.S. Department of Agriculture came up with a mechanism that could decorticate uh, efficiently. And their estimate was that one acre of, of hemp could produce the equivalent of four and a half acres of, of, of full-grown lumber. So if you look, when you do the math, right. uh, and it's a 40-day cycle crop that builds the soil as opposed to having to wait decades to harvest, it would have annihilated the lumber industry from a competitive standpoint. And so he also owned the newspapers. And so he partnered up with Aslinger and uh, they basically did a misdirect campaign, utilized racism uh, from after the Spanish-American War. You had, because the Spaniards brought hemp as, along with everyone else to, 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 to the Americas, um, you had the uh, Mexican population were, were using, using it from medicinal and recreational, just as people were in the U.S. I mean, you had re- recreational usage of, of the, of the non-CBD varieties as well without any issue, but they basically took that, targeted it, and, and focused on the high THC varieties, and nothing, to, even though it had nothing to do with them, uh, and used, created the reefer madness campaign that was propagated through the, through the uh, newspapers that he owned, and did a misdirect, and then was able to force this legislation. First, they created it with a stamp tax, meaning uh, it was the, the, the slow boil of the frog technique. They weren't going to get rid of it because no one would go for it. Everyone was used to growing it and utilizing it, but they said you just have to get a, you have to get a stamp issued. And then they never issued any stamps. It's a fascinating history. Yeah. It, you know, and now it's got so many uses, which we're going to get into right now. But just on, on the states, it's Idaho. And it went Tennessee for a while, but let's change uh, South Dakota and Iowa. Hmm. So there's three left, and we're working on it. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you frustrated with understanding your recent lab work? Does your primary care physician say your labs are normal, but you still feel sick? Yeah, I've been there. I know that feeling. In my approach, when working with clients, my only concern is to achieve optimum results for you. I truly believe in a test-don't-guess philosophy and getting to the root cause of dysfunction in the body, which is why I created this free lab tracker report so that you can fully understand your lab results and start to feel exceptional again. To get my free lab tracker report, Text REBEL to 66866. When you download my free lab tracker, you will finally understand how to decipher your optimal ranges for your lab work, why you aren't feeling well, even though your lab work is normal, which lab results actually matter. The truth about this will actually shock you. No more wondering what all those numbers actually mean. My free lab tracker helps you understand the results of your lab evaluations so that you can take action toward better health starting today. It will be a relief when you get it and no longer have to wonder what all those numbers actually mean. So, download my free lab tracker right now and take the first step to optimal health. Text REBEL to 66866. Again, that's REBEL 
888-226-8866. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, let's talk about CB, the THC content and, and CB1, CB2, the receptors. I mean, I know THC is a, leans towards the CB1 connector. Am I correct? Yep. yep. Receptor, I mean, not connector, receptor. Yep. And CBD goes to both, I'm right? So CBD has like low affinity, very low. It has higher affinity for CB2, but it's still not a great agonist there. It, it actually works predominantly through indirect uh, agonization. And, and one of the ways it does that is through lowering this enzyme called FAAH, uh, and it, it selectively modulates it. Okay. But FAAH is, the, is a compound that destroys our body's anandamide. So the guy who discovered the endocannabinoid system discovered anandamide, which has a high affinity. It's, the, it's what binds to CB1 directly. Um, and is responsible for a multitude of, of, of functions, all of which are modulatory and homeostatic promoting in nature. And so basically CBD enables our bodies, uh, non-demide to have a longer half-life uh, and doesn't get degraded. So basically through the, through the, the artificial prohibition, we created this micronutrient deficiency that our ancestors had steady intake of for millennia. And the, we want to punch ourselves because every single time there's an oxidative stress event, our body will synthesize anandamide to try and buffer that oxidation. But then simultaneously, it's needed to then recalibrate the system if there was oxidation. And so unfortunately for us, uh, well, in the past, uh, oxidative events simultaneously increase FAAH. And so without CBD present, it, can't, it doesn't modulate it. And you, we, we got stuck in this artificial negative loop. And so you'd have a stress event, the anandamide would be synthesized, but then it would be rapidly destroyed by the FAAH. Now, when you get the endocannabinoid system properly nourished with high CBD, uh, it basically enables there to be a, a modulation of that and, and, and it allows the anandamide to continue to circulate and recalibrate the body. Okay. So it takes us out of a negative feedback loop into a positive feedback loop. We've basically been idling that system artificially. So once we get that system back up online, everything starts running in a much better manner. And we get into a, a better state of homeostasis. Exactly. Okay. And there's a lot of medical properties here or you know, places that we can use this. And I use it a lot for my clients for anxiety. Yes. Uh, and anti-inflammatory for sure. Also, yes. oxidative stress. Yep. I also use it for sleep, a lot yep. of sleep issues. Yep. But one thing, you did a study with Quest Diagnostics. I was reading this online. You did, I think it was a 60-day blood panel study looking for inflammatory markers. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So we had a, 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 a cardiovascular surgeon from UCLA uh, studied, and, and he had a, 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 a population that he had been working with. So he knew their baseline and it was a 60 day blood panel with quest. Uh, he chose 60 because right. You, you got a little bit more teeth in that data after 30 days. You could see that placebo arc begin to kind of diminish in most cases. Uh, and so he wanted to see the 60. We looked at a bunch of different markers, but looking at a homocysteine, C-reactive protein, and erythrocytes at rate. 
And he had high hopes for a three to 4% reduction of all three on average. Um, he, you know, he, he thought that would be, would be a very great response. It came back at 12 to 15%. Yeah. Wow. Blue and, and then you look at the, when we looked at the de-identified de data individuals, we saw 50 to 60% drops in some individuals. Wow. Uh, that doesn't really surprise me. No. It's, no, right? It's, it's, uh, it, it, what's amazing with it, right, is that it, it, it's modulatory nature and, 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 it, and, it, and it doesn't have, it, it really is a micronutrient. It, 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 there's no, unlike single directional compounds, it, it's an adaptogenic profile. And so you're not going to throw someone's system out of whack by pulling one lever and changing one function. Its job, the endocannabinoid system's job is to make sure all systems are moving in the right direction together. And we have CB, we have CB one and two receptors throughout our body. At our, at our, so every cell has, has expression of CB1, CB2, and then you have in systems, uh, so nervous system tends to be more CB1, uh, and then okay. immune you know, it's CB2 and some CB1. Um, yeah, so, so you have greater expression at a systemic level, then at a cellular level, you have expression of both. Okay. And then it even impacts mitochondrial state it benefits the mitochondria well, i'm sure because you de-stress the mitochondria you're going to have a better mitochondria exactly so let's talk about this is this is <laughs> <laughs> cbd <laughs> like i said earlier is and we were talking earlier is that you can find cbd in gas stations i've even seen it in vending machines now yeah. <laughs> which is great well vending machines take credit cards now right so, because I was, I saw it in the vending machine. I'm like, I'd like to see somebody stick $90 in here. <laughs> but the problem is, and Walmart, cash stations, multi-level marketing companies, are, there's one that's been around forever. I think Dr. Christopher Shea was involved with that for a while. Uh-huh. I've seen another one now that has a bath bomb with CBD. But I mean, this stuff is the popularity is growing, which is great. But at the same time, there is a lot of garbage on the market. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it's it's, it's you know what's what's good to see is this kind of shift, which I think we're see, witnessing in many regards all over. Is uh, like WalMarts and Krogers are actually really stepping up their vetting process and, and getting more and more refined. But he, even then, the vast majority of products, right? Unless if they're fat soluble, they're not effective for internal use. They're very effective. Fat soluble formulations are, are effective for topical use, uh, but not uh, as 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 a fuel source for your endocannabinoid system to really get it up online. And and and, and yeah, you get the I call them the bathtub players, where you have these people like extracting in their bathtub and selling it at death. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, it's slightly horrifying. However, the, the, I think the consumers are getting more and more educated. There's a good checklist they can go through to, to vet out a product. Um, Do you have that checklist on your website? Uh, no, I should. I mean, so basically you want to make sure there's third-party batch testing per batch and okay. not just for cannabinoids and terpenes. You want to make sure there's, it's tested for heavy metals, uh, pesticides, herbicides volatile organic compounds 
and microbes. And so you should be able to look at your lot number and see exactly those lab results from a third-party lab every single batch. Uh, And if the company can't do that, I would not ingest it or use it. And then organic is a great mechanism. So first is is if you're going to be eating it, if it's fat-soluble, you're wasting your time and your money. And unless you want to drink and spend a huge amount of money, you know, when you look at the data, it, it, the, the real data kicks in at about 500 milligrams and up. There's lower end is lowest end is 250, but that's for a fat soluble form. And so you need to take, if, if, if you can enhance bioavailability by, by working with, with different techniques uh, to get to that range without having to take that much. But, but, it, but at a fat soluble range, people are going to have to drink one or two bottles, that's a lot of oil to consume. Right. It's just not effective. Um, so you, they want to look for proper bioavailability. And then when you get to that arena, n- not, all of, not all products are, are, are equal. So we figured out in 2014 how to encapsulate using only certified organic plants. Um, because when you, when, you, when you start to enhance solubility, our bodies don't let fats in easily for a reason because once the fat's in, it can travel anywhere. So we've got this evolutionary body, basically bouncer to our bloodstream and it's the, it's the water layer of the mucosa membrane. Oil and water don't mix. So when we eat a fat, any fat, it sits in the, in the, in the digestive system, can't make it past the water layer and the body essentially scans it and, and, and determines whether it thinks it's poisonous and it tries to, you know, hopefully people have got, as, as you're aware, sluggish detoxification pathways, but, but ideally it will basically filter it out if it doesn't want to let it in. And if it does deem worthy of entry, that's when the, the bile secretes and it nano encapsulates the fat in about 40 nanometer little bubbles of water of micelles, at which point they're allowed to get past the water layer and then into the blood. And then once in the blood, they diffuse out as fat molecules. And that's how our body, our body uses nanotechnology every single day, anytime we eat a fat. So when you, what we figured out how to do is, was to encapsulate at 40 nanometers like the gut does using only certified organic plants that would naturally be allowed in uh, and bypass that whole gatekeeping system. Because with, with fat-soluble CBD, that system's inefficient. So you eat 20 milligrams, 90% of it's destroyed before it's even allowed into the blood. And so you only get two milligrams that's entering the blood. And so we bypass that step and get it straight into the body uh, with, by in mimicking the, the, the way that the body does it and, and getting basically immediate absorption upon a contact of the mucosa membrane. Now, if you're not using certified organic, and we, so we figured out how to do that and we patented that process and we actually have a patent issued for much broader, but we focus on the most effective way to do it. You can do a, a, what's called a liposome, we, and, which is a double layer system. People are making that, but that was designed for, for uh, vitamin Cs and water-soluble complexes that would already make it into the blood, but once they were in the blood, they couldn't make it to the cells easily. So the liposome was created because it puts a fat layer around this little water bubble in the middle. Now, if you do a liposome with a fat-soluble compound like a cannabinoid, it gets stuck in that fatty bilayer and you have water on the outside, water on the inside. It's not incentivized to leave that fat layer. 
And so it's going to improve bioavailability. The pharmacokinetic studies show about eightfold, but it has about a 15 to 20 minute onset. And then for cannabinoids, because each plant's different, it's not, it's not the same for every plant, uh, you, you're, you're never going to get a certified organic liposome. It, 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 it's not going to be stable. And so what the best that's going to happen there is a synthetically modified lecithin. And that create, anytime we start to isolate and synthetically modify compounds at macro scale, the body would, would initially try and reject it a little bit. So the, so the synthetic lecithins, you know, there's going to be some hepatic stress response, but, but it's by and large safer and more recommended by anyone who's done the, the, the studies on, on, on these delivery systems, including Stanford and all these other groups, than what other people are using, which is, which is polyethylene glycol or PEG, uh, that is at macro scale used as Miralax uh, because the body rejects it. It does not right. want it in the blood, right? And so that you look at the safety profiles of PEGs, the larger the number on the PEG, which just means the molecule size, the safer it's deemed. So basically, the body takes it in. We would never let it through the gatekeeping system, and that's why it works with Miralax. Now, they found there was an issue there's with, with, with PEG-based laxatives when given to kids. There's a, a, basically a response, and there's a, there's a class action that due to their permeability of the gut, we're talking about trace amounts leaking in at macro scale, causing um, uh, ethylene oxide toxicity responses. This is pharmaceutical grade too, right? And so <laughs> PEG is polyethylene glycol. It's, it's, it's a multi-chain form of, of antifreeze. And, and we're talking about micro amounts from leakage and it still had issues. So now you take it and you nanosize it. You're not only skipping the gatekeeper and getting it into the blood, you're getting into the cells. And so any expert on pegylation, which is an old technology, will say it's never recommended for regular consumption. Now, if the cost weight analysis on a short term, like if it's being used for, let's say, a chemo agent to, to, for that, 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 that people argue that, it, that it's safe for the, it's safe in short term, but unanimously consensus is you don't want to eat nanosynthetic pegs on a regular basis. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! And so they hide it, calling it vitamin E, and and then and 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 it's not vitamin E. It, it could be vitamin D. It could be it could be anything that's attached to the peg molecule, and say that that that's not natural. It's no. it, they just click right, and so they'll hide it as vitamin E or call it tocopherosan, but or TPGS. But it's 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 vitamin E, which is great. That's fine, totally safe. Attached to peg. Now, at, at macro scale, you look at the safety studies of it at macro scale, yeah, not bad because it's macro. It's not, the, the peg's not entering the blood. But now you nanosize it, you're getting it not only into the blood, but into the cells. And then it's, and they can bio, they used to think it just bioaccumulated there. So basically, like little nanoplastic plasticizers, technically, loading up in the cellular tissues. And, and, and one study found that it caused vascular, like basically little air bubbles in the spleen and the liver. Oh. Not great, uh, <laughs> but then, but then with, with 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 photo exposure, right? There's a lot of light activity at a cellular level. They started. There's more data starting to come out showing that it will actually break down into formaldehyde and and ethylene oxide at a, at, a, at a cellular level. So we're talking about potential, you know, mutagenesis of DNA, 
I mean, really nasty stuff that's, that's well-documented. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah, people need to be careful there. And, and so really, it, that will never be certified organic, thankfully. Nor, <laughs> nor, and so if, if you're going to solubilization, you want to find a certified organic complex because right. the body would naturally let it in. You just, and so that's where a great responsibility comes uh, and which, which, which we take very seriously. Now let's talk about Ojai. I know there's a lot of oil-based ones. I've used oil-based ones. I had one here that was 250 milligrams. I practically had a drink probably. A whole bottle. Yeah. I, I had to drink a whole bottle plus some. Yes. Just to even get any kind of feels. Yes. Now, and, 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 and okay, if it's a full spectrum, right? So there's a trace amount of THC. So, so, so if people are taking well below what the clinical data demonstrates is needed for proper nourishment of the endocannabinoid system, but they're taking a full spectrum formula, meaning there's some trace amount of THC there, the THC, when it's metabolized, becomes a different compound called 11-hydroxy-delta-9. Now, that compound is actually quite bioactive at very low amounts. And, and so what I, what I think people are getting they're getting something is predominantly uh, placebo and then some anti-inflammatory benefit of the 11-hydroxy, which pales in comparison to an effective dose of, of CBD, which if we're talking fat soluble is bare, bare minimum 250 bags. Real data starts to show at 500 and, and, and substantially higher than that. Yeah. I mean, when you get to like, I, I was, we were talking before we started today, that I, was, I had a bottle of 1500 milligram. Uh, because I found what worked best for me yeah. is about 200 milligrams before I go to bed. Yep. In an oil base, though, that probably breaks down to what, 20 milligrams? For water soluble? For no, for, for oil base. Yeah. I haven't tried a, a, I've, I, I take that back. I have a, a bottle of water soluble here that I've been yeah. playing with. Yeah. But up until that bottle, I was playing around with an oil basis one. Oil based one. Taking two hundred meds to get any to get a response. Yes, for me, yeah, to, to, for me to sleep well. Yeah, but and, yes, that makes sense. And 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 you're extremely healthy. You're um, and, and so there's there's certain and, and we're getting into some more research here um, with some of our research projects, and, and we're we're finding these threads that are pretty fascinating. But but I would argue that you probably uh, run pretty comps. In, in, in light and, 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 and recover pretty quickly, don't get sick that often. Right. Am I right? Right. Yeah. So you, you have an abnormally effective endocannabinoid system compared to the majority of the population. You are substantially, you likely have less uh, or, or greater ability to modulate that FAAH enzyme than most people. And so the 200 is efficient. So people who have higher active functioning endocannabinoid systems need less the people who don't, right? And so that 200 mag, you're in that right dose range and that makes sense for on the sleep recovery. And then even with a higher functioning endocannabinoid system, you're exposed to oxidatives. Like what fascinates me is like, you, you go to a grocery store and they did this study. If you have to pick between more than six choices, you have a notable oxidative stress response. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, we're living in greater oxidative stress than ever before. Plus, we artificially cut these micronutrients out. And, and so it's, it's perfect timing for us to get that system back up online. And then another thing that you may have noticed, which is fascinating, is, 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 and it's a big challenge, is that 
so so with 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 cannabis with CBD, there, there's actually multiple bell curves of efficaciousness of dose, meaning a higher amount can be substantially less effective than a lower amount. So it's a bell curve distribution of mm. efficaciousness over dosage, but there's actually more than one bell curve, and so. That's fine if it was a static target, like but you find your sweet spot and you stay there. The problem is, is that it's a moving target. It actually modulates depending on your oxidative stress events. And so finding a consistent dosage range, you're shooting in the dark. And so what's fascinating with our technology, and we made this discovery, it's similar to zinc. You know how with zinc, you take it and it tastes like water and then you get right. an effective load and it turns that nasty, yeah. fuzzy out? Okay, so that phenomena exists with our body. So we discovered that our flavor will modulate tracing out the bell curves from very bitter to get sweeter and sweeter and sweeter and then fully sweet like honey when you're at a peak of an efficacious dose. And then you continue to titrate the dose. It will go back to more and more bitter to fully bitter and then back up to sweet again when you go to the second bell curve and up. And and so we discovered this phenomena. And then subsequently, these Japanese researchers figured out the the, the mechanism uh, that the endocannabinoid system selectively modulates sweet response in the tongue. And so you can, with our tech, you you can pinpoint an effective dose every single time you take it. Let's talk about dosing for a minute, then. Yeah. I really want to dig into the oil, your your we're the OI product. Yeah, uh, but let's, let's let's dose with your your. Let's just do your product and dosing yeah. with that because that's. I would like to be able to go there with your product because I I've tried a lot of like I said I've tried I've probably tried over two hundred and fifty brands. Yes, and I stuck with one for a long time. And like I said, I was buying a 1500 milligram bottle. Yep. So I'm curious about, because how, what's the difference between the oil base and what you're doing? Yeah. So, so our formula, we, we skip that entire first pass digestion process, which the body's not very efficient at when it comes to cannabinoids. So with, with the, when you ate those 200 milligrams of a fat-based formula, by the time, at best case scenario, by the time it made it into the, after it had been nano-encapsulated in, by your bile and made it into the bloodstream, only 20 milligrams would have been left. 90% of that 200 milligrams was destroyed by the, by the gastric acids and first-pass digestion. Okay. So with our formula, we skipped that entire process. And so the, the, we, 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 the second that it touches your mucosa membrane, it gets uptaken. And so most people, when they get the right dose, and because of this feedback system where they can, they can titrate and, 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 act, and their body will actually let them know that it's effective because it will turn to honey tasting, uh, within about 30 seconds or less, they tend to feel it kick in. Okay. And so another thing that's interesting is, that, so the endocannabinoid system uh, runs in, in, in a triage manner. And so it's, it's got its receptors in all these systems and it's monitoring and it deems which system is most in need of these cannabinoids. And so it runs through the checklist and says some days it's going to go to your gut, other days it's going to, and most of the time it prioritizes the nervous system. And then let's say you've worked out and you, and you worked out really hard, so you got some pain. It tends to prioritize that uh, top, but sometimes it, it doesn't. And so, um, you know, if it's going to your bones 
and you got receptors in your bone marrow, you're not going to notice that. But what's great is that if the first bell curve, the first sweet spot doesn't, if the system we think is the number one system we want to have impacted doesn't make that checklist, you go to the second sweet spot, 99% of the time it's on that list if it wasn't already on the first one. And so within five minutes, you can dial your system in to get what you want with our formula. Okay. What makes your formula so special? Yeah, so we, we basically, we encapsulate it using uh, certified organic plants and pressure to encapsulate it in these little bubbles of water at the same particle size in the same way, slightly tighter bound, so it's a little more efficient than the body. Uh, that the body does. And so they're called colloids or so it's colloidal formulation. And so basically it, it's fully soluble in water. And so it just, it, we bypass that entire first pass digestion nice. and, and that enables it to get into the bloodstream immediately. Nice. Yeah. What about dosing? I mean, what do you, I mean, I've yeah. heard like, like some with the, some of the other ones I've tried, they want you to like, it's, it's kind of like testosterone. They want you to preload or, you know, yeah, it's 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 right that you, you that there is a loading dose for for cannab- cannabinoids. Uh, the problem is none, none of these products are going to provide enough for the majority of the population to get a preload. And so, yeah, basically, ideally, you would use the honey dosage method, which we have instructions on the website and in okay. the bottles, um, where you take a quarter dropper at a time, put it in your mouth, breathe over it like you would like like a wine. Okay. And note the flavor and then keep titrating. It's going to go from very herbaceous and, you, and it will get sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. And then it will, when you're almost 100% sweet like honey, you can change titration to a droplet as opposed to a quarter dropper. And it will be fully sweet like honey. Hmm. And then if you keep going, it will get more and more bitter again on the spot. And so you always want to end at a sweet dosage point. Uh, because that means you're at, a, at an efficacious peak for your body for that day. And so unlike THC, which, where people build tolerance, CBD actually has an inverse tolerance on average. Now, if you, if you jump on a, a less so now, but if you travel or you have an oxidative stress event, that can move your dosage range back up again. But, but over time, your body needs less and less, not more okay. on average. So when you start out using... Uh, you're, you're going to need a higher dose, but as time goes on, which makes sense because you're starting to build it up. Yeah, you're kickstarting the engine. We've been right. idling this engine. And so once it's rolling, you need, it, it, the efficiencies kick in. Huh. Now, if you know, what do Most you, I mean? two droppers to start is what it okay. will turn to be. Now, it depends on how much, you know, their body is in need, right? So individuals vary in certain systems. If they've got, a, if they've got more, endocannabinoid system deficiency, then they're going to need a higher load. But the majority of the population needs about two. And then after that, between less than a dropper to a dropper a day. Okay. Okay. Now you also have topical, right? Yes. Topical. Oh, there's coconut oil. This this really grabbed my attention. This would be great coffee in the morning. It's amazing. So it's, it's, it's fat soluble. So like we, we don't recommend that to, to properly nourish the endocannabinoid system. But once you get your system nourished with our elixir, 
I add it to my coffee. It, it's amazing for the coffee. It, it, you can supplement with it. Um, it's, it's a truly raw virgin coconut oil. So most coconuts are, that are legally raw virgin are still, if they have that nutty flavor, means that, that the coconut was dehydrated and then it was shredded and then they took the leftover shreds and pressed it. Now this we press from fresh coconuts. And so it's truly alive. And it's spectacular for, 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 you know, for topical applications, massages, people put it in baths, you can oil pull with it, and then adding it to coffees or smoothies. Um, from an internal perspective, it's, again, it's not bioavailable enough to, and, and the fat does enhance it a little bit, but it's still not enough to properly nourish. But once you're nourished, it's a great add-on and it's spectacular. And what's fascinating is like the bulletproof style you know, <laughs> we talk about. So, but, so when Dave was in Nepal and he, and he, and he experienced it with, with the yak ghee in oh my ghee, those yaks would have been eating the cannabis plant that grows wild there. And he would have had a cannabinoid stack in that uh, original cup of tea. It's fascinating because the yaks would pass that through into their milk and then that's interesting. I, but 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 in the, in the milk form, which is really cool, is is that it's It's not it's not heated. Right. The ghee was right, so they clarified it, so they've decarboxylated it and gotten the CBD as opposed huh. to CBA. But people who were just drinking fresh milk from the animals that were fed, to, you know, everyone was growing it for fiber and clothing and sails and all the plastics and 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 and, and mechanical. Like it, it, it fueled the industrial revolution. It was lubrication for the machines. It was a uh, varnish for the for paint. Anyways, and, and people were consuming it directly for 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 nutritional and and and, and then on medicine side. But but if you if you milk your cow that you fed the hemp to, you'd be getting CBDA, which is the acid form, which has a whole other plethora of, of benefits and the, and the cannabinoid acids, but in a much smaller amount than when you cook the cow and eat it or you cook the egg and eat it. So our bodies have have, 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 have evolved having high amounts of, of CBD or decarboxylated cannabinoid complexes and then lower amounts of the acid forms, but there was still some input of the acids, which is still matches up the science today of showing why we need some of those, those acid forms present, but predominantly the, the decarboxylated. It's absolutely fascinating. Wow. I can't wait to try that now. Because I, I have my morning coffee ritual. The first cup is always just with coconut oil. Yes. Before I break my fast. Yes. And my next cup, I put in a blender with an yeah. egg. So if yeah. the egg has CBD in it. Yep. So I put the egg yolk in there. I put that cinnamon, chocolate, yeah. uh, protein powder, usually yep. a grass-fed protein powder. Yep. And then I put L-thionine in there. Love it. Now I can add some coconut, this CBD coconut oil. Man, I'm going to be I'm going to be just so chill in the morning. I won't have to... Won't and, have to and, and it's... it's uh, so, okay, so CBD is, is an adaptogen, right? right. And so you take it at night and it's, and, and it's going to enable, because the, the endocannabinoid system regulates your carcidian rhythm and your endocrine system, that's why it helps you sleep. And it's also anti-elixic, so it helps calm the brain, right? However, because the endocannabinoid system is, runs triage and it's the conductor of the symphony, it can also direct the CBD to go towards the adenosine receptors which is the same receptors as caffeine goes to, and it will actually modulate them and, 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 and give you focus, but, but it also uh, helps caffeine not overstimulate the receptors. Right. So depending on time of day, and then we can take it a level further, which is these terpenes, which are like the essential oils, they actually act like little tugboats 
to the cannabinoids. And so they're even less bioavailable than cannabinoids are. So when you eat them, they don't really do anything. Uh, however, when, when people ingest cannabis through inhalation or vaporization, they're actually getting up through olfactory system, crossing blood brain into hypothalamus, and then they deploy out. And when, when people are, are, are combusting or vaporizing, the sequence, the timing matches up and they serve as bio-rudders or little tugboats oh and change goodness. where the cannabinoids go in the body. That's why people say indica strains tend to be more like sedative and sativa strains tend to be more cerebral and energetic. It's not the minor cannabinoids nor the cannabinoids that are different. It's the terpenes that are different. Now, with our formulation, because we get into the bloodstream immediately, you can actually custom modulate where the payload or where the cannabinoids oh. go using essential oils that you, because if you drink a beverage and you smell it, as you taste it, you're actually pulling them up through olfactory. The timing syncs up because of our immediate absorption. And now you can custom curate mood or targeted payload delivery on demand with our formula with different essential oils or plants. And then with your stack in the morning, which is awesome, uh, uh, so chocolate turns out to be the only plant, and because mushrooms aren't plants, they're, right, they're, they're, they're more close to humans right. than they are plants. Um, but, but, but chocolate produces anandamide. And so it's the oh, only man. plant we've ever found that has our endogenous cannabinoid in it. So the problem is when you eat anandamide, because, of our, because we haven't been getting enough CBD, it gets destroyed super fast by FAAH. But when you combine it, now you boost the anandamide and it creates a symbiotic effect. Couple that with, um, and there's this old, so, so one of my good friends that he's, and he's uh, an advisor to our company uh, is Stephen Kotler, who's the leading expert on, on flow state, human performance. Didn't he and, write a book? Yeah, Stealing Fire. Yeah, fuel, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, Superman. Yeah, yeah. and, 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 uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Futures Faster. He's a multi-New York Times bestseller. He's a brilliant writer um, and, and being. And so we partnered, we're doing the first studies on how the endocannabinoid system interfaces with flow. And so there's this phenomena known as the hippie speedball, which is with all these extreme athletes, that's how he discovered it, was these guys up in Tahoe who were about to drop into the Palisades, which are a, a spectacular cornice and an amazing, you got to hike up, but extremely challenging. And they would get up there for a shoot. And instead of like, you normally need to warm up to get into flow. These guys would go first thing in the morning. He goes and he smells. He goes, am I smelling? He's like, I'm smelling cannabis. And weed. And he, he goes over. He's like, what are you guys doing? He's like, oh yeah, we, we use it. We use this to get into the flow and into, into the zone. And so they drink an espresso. They had this sativa joint and then they killed it, dropped in the flow and nailed the, the palisade. So that's where he discovered. He was like, wait, I thought this was, you know, performance not enhancing what's going on here. So there's this phenomena of if you take espresso, which we can actually actually mimics kind of the front load state of flow. And then the, the cannabinoids, particularly the sativa, which has the, the terpenes that direct it towards the brain and GABA receptors and stimulates because anandamide is a critical piece of flow state. So you can basically hack into flow this way. Now it's much now we can do this with CBD, which gives you and the athletes we work with, it's much better focus. So you're you're stuck in the morning, you're already mimicking by putting the chocolate and the caffeine, you're partially there mimicking flow state innately. Our bodies know what we need. Now you add the CBD stack into it, and oh you're gosh. gonna notice that it just goes next level in terms of flow and performance and focus. And, and, and there's more to it than that, but, but that's, it's a perfect biochemical cocktail 
that's good. Oh, with L thionine? Oh, my goodness. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. I'll be like, that's going to be like heaven. It is. And because and flows, the, I mean, we're designed to feel good, right? And this phenomena of waking up in the morning. And, and having these like the sluggishness of this, ah, uh, that's that's our endocannabinoid. I mean, there's a lot of things there, but when you feed your endocannabinoid system, people notice. And one of the like 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 unless there's you know more direct things, we get all the time. One is saying I've never felt CBD until we took your formula, which makes sense from the from the biochem side, right? But then they go, you know, <laughs> for our for our LA uh, uh, customers, they, they they we get this multiple times where they're like, I was driving on the 405. And all of a sudden I realized I should have been really pissed off, but I just wasn't. I felt like I had this like <laughs> nice calmness. And, and and that's it, right? You wake when your endocannabinoid system's online, you wake up and, and you feel much better. You're 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 much more fluid, your joints are be, like are being supported and and uh, it, it, it we're meant to feel good and properly nourishing our endocannabinoid system. And is a massive component of, of, of feeling much better in our body. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you do it right, I mean, that's, as we've talked here, a lot, there's so much garbage on the market that you're not, a lot of this, you're getting a more placebo effect than you are a, a real effect. Correct. Which is great. It just pales in comparison to, to what it really is. Response. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So let's, let's break this down. Yeah. Where, where can people find you? Yep. And uh, where can they Purchase your CBD. Yeah, so we're online at, at Ojai, O-J-A-I, Energetics, E-N-E-R-G-E-T-I-C-S dot com. Then we're on all the social channels. Give us uh, a shout there. That'd be awesome. And then uh, we're in like mom and pops kind of all over. We've been uh, all through inbound. We're at Air One if you're in California. And around the corner, we're working... Uh, very hard to get um, clarification generated to open up big box. The big box is waiting uh, okay. for clarification. We're working on that. It's coming around the corner because it's a no brainer. It's good for the economy. It's good for jobs. Uh, and once that happens, we're tied in with, with, with all the big, big stores to roll out and we'll be everywhere, but we can get to you anywhere right now online and, uh, we, we're okay. always we're passionate, and we're, we're we're always here to answer any questions and, and help people, and awesome. also practitioners. So, we, is there anything you'd like to throw in before we close this out? I just I appreciate you having me. It's been oh, fun. absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're welcome back anytime. If you got a new product, come back on. Thank you, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm good. I I like talking this stuff, especially now that you. I got this amazing snack I'm going to try for breakfast, man. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm going to be like on fire. You really are. Oh, another hack. Okay, yeah. So, so a couple hacks. Um, uh, Mid-set, when you hit uh, fatigue, uh, right? You, you feel like you're going to go down. Right. Uh, pause, take a dropper if you're going hard, and go back. It's like you've reset. It's absolutely spectacular. Your, your, your recovery time... You, you can do it like lifetime in mid set, so that's an awesome hack. And then uh, uh, you can bathe in it. So because we're water soluble, you put a couple droppers in a bathtub and soak, and is like a deep tissue massage on steroids. It's amazing. So a couple yeah. droppers in the bathtub. Yep. Okay. 
So that'd be great for like my Epsom salt lavender bath at night. It's perfect. And so the lavender, those terpenes, so lavender contains a terpene called linalol. So when you're bathing in it, you're smelling it. And because this formula enables it to get uh, way deeper penetration with the solubility, and it's going to sync up with the lavender and, and, and become basically the, the linalol is going to act like a little tugboat to the cannabinoids and direct them for calming uh, effects. And so you can change the essential oils you put in your bath for different uh, moods. Huh. You can create mood on demand. Mood which on is, demand. Which is quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. One question I ask all my guests, bef- and yeah. this doesn't have anything to do with the topic at all. Love it. If Will had 40 to 30, 30 to 45 minutes to chill, yeah. what album or artist would you put on to listen to? Oh, that's great. Um, oh, that's such a good question. That's hard. Okay, the, the one that keeps pop. I love uh, uh, Black Sabbath and oh. Planet Caravan. I mean, that's <laughs> that. <laughs> that one's jumping. And then in, any jazz. I like jazz or, or jazz or old, old, just like the old classics. The old classics, yeah. It's just something different about yeah. that time. It's, yeah, yeah, Black Sabbath, old Black Sabbath, the good old days of Black good Sabbath. Black Sabbath is just spectacular. Yeah. 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 That's, as a matter of fact, I drove back to Michigan a couple of weeks ago to see my family. And I had some old blacks. I made an oldies one with Black Sabbath, some uh, yeah. some old Rolling Stones, yeah, some Led Zeppelin. Love just that. A, yeah, it was a good, good drive. It's just amazing. It's just such a it, what is fascinating is like seeing like the ge- like younger generation Gen Z and 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 they're getting drawn to the Beatles and to to right. Zeppelin. I mean, it's like that era. There was just something spectacular. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the Grateful Dead never die. No. I mean, no. now oh. they add John Mayer to the lineup on certain Which, occasions, and holy smokes, he's amazing. He's spectacular. And who saw that coming? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that, that coming. He was supremely talented, but he like drops in. Like it's hey, uh, man. And I, I, unfortunately, I have not seen them live with John Mayer yet. I haven't either. I saw them. My the, the one live show I did was at Mountainside, California. In Mountain View. Yeah, Mountain View. Mountain That's where View. Right. Uh, right on the spectacular okay. view, man. Yeah. Yeah, that and venue. I got to see. I actually got to see Black Sabbath there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Man. Yeah, there's some good jazz out in California, man. Uh, there's a there's a lot of great there's a, there's a place on in San Diego uh, I forgot what it was called but they had some great lineups at the jazz there yeah actually yeah. I was and there's you know there's great music every it's just it's not as it's you don't find it you gotta you gotta seek it yeah right? it's there is I mean it's in in it took me for the largest city as Atlanta is it took me a long time to find good jazz here. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, it is here. And I, there was one good club downtown, but they stopped playing there. And now there's a place in Alpharetta. You nice. said your wife's from Al- Atlanta. Yes. Alpharetta, there's a place called the Velvet Note. This place Velvet. is like a little teeny hole in the wall. Love it. And a strip mall that you wouldn't even notice it if you didn't know it was there. And it's like... It's almost like you're downtown New York. 
Oh, I love it. And it's a small, intimate venue, and they get some great names in there. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, North that's... And that's uh, Alpharetta. Alpharetta, yep. North of Atlanta. Love it. Yeah. All right, thank you so much. Thank for, you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.